0: hey everybody and welcome to saturday night rewind i'm here with randall walter mcdonald and i am here with brian paradise and we're here to talk about uh, episode four 15 season 46 of saturday night live which was on uh, march 27th with host maya rudolph randall what did you think of this one
1: Um, it was, it was a little bit of a letdown. Um, I, I, I love Maya Rudolph and I wanted it to be very good, but you could just tell that again, it felt like it was the first show back and that's, uh, that's kind of what it, what it showed. I, I feel like the writing was just off on this one.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I, uh, Like I love Maya. I was very excited about this episode. We talked a little bit about uh, in the commercials episode, just saying like she is so strong. We like her so much. So like very excited for her to host again. And obviously we saw her uh, this season because she was playing Kamala Harris at the beginning. But like I I just I don't. She was the best part of every sketch she was in, which was not surprising, but I noticed that I just wasn't like writing a lot of stuff because there really wasn't anything to say.
1: Yeah, it was. there was so many like ideas in every sketch, but it was just like, it felt like it was all thrown together. It, like the endings were all bad. And
0: it was just like, I, I just was, so many times I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> The thing I was happy about was it really felt like they were using a lot of the cast. So I really appreciated uh, that. I felt like there was a lot of cast members in a lot of sketches. So that was cool. Mm -hmm. And like I said, Maya was really strong in everything she did, but it just, I agree with you. I think the writing was a little kind of clunky. I maybe I didn't recognize that the endings were kind of rough, but I, like I was saying, I just wasn't, into this episode nearly as much as i wanted to be yeah yeah same and what was cool is that seeing maya in all these sketches she was like working real hard which is not surprising she's always she clearly cares about the show and i she expressed that a few different times but it just felt like whatever they were doing with her they just were either incomplete ideas or that kind of thing so and i think the the harbinger of rough things to come was right at the top so yeah uh at the beginning uh so the the cold open is an mtv spring break styled game show uh so props to them for not just repeating something from the news they could have very easily done a joe biden press conference they did not do that so that is nice yeah Uh, but this was playing on the idea of since Florida has decided not to fight COVID nineteen anymore, that uh, spring break has been kind of a mess down there. So they had a, a host, or they had a, they had a game show with Maya as the host. The name of the game show was Snatched, Vaxed, or Waxed, and a dating show with uh, three bachelors played by Chris Beck and Kyle. I I liked towards the beginning is that uh, the idea that, oh, we are so close to the end, so let's ruin it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was the best line, and it was right at the beginning.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the kind of sentiment that Florida is going to continue to ruin everything for everybody. So had some great performances for The the Bachelorette. So they had uh, Chloe, who's from the University of High School. Mm -hmm. Great. Uh, And then later we got Ego. And uh, Heidi, I felt like the the writers in this one, it felt like they were just trying to get too many like inside jokes in or kind of uh, low percentage jokes because they made some uh, joke about the that you had the ego when she got disqualified had to go to the Versace murder steps. Yeah, which I knew that I, I'm assuming that has something to do with the mur- murder of Giovanni Versace, but that is all I know.
1: Yeah, that's all I know too. And I was like, "What? Okay."
0: Yeah, and then right, talking about getting a lot of cast members in, they also had uh, Melissa Via come in towards the end as Lil Pump for no real appreciable reason.
1: Yeah, that was that was like right away where I was like, "This ending is just what are what is this? Are we trying to force another impression that Via can do?"
0: Yeah, well, and also uh, right at the end in a place where we like we weren't going to care.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a good. I think that they were onto something because I started to to like uh Chris Red's character was was pretty good because he kept like going one way and then he'd immediately go back to she's definitely vaxxed. Yeah. <laughs> like even when she said I'm not vaxxed, he was like, she's not vaxxed, but I think she's flirting, so she's vaxxed. and i was like that's funny but like they only hit it twice and i was like i don't even i don't get this
0: (laughs) yeah i agree i i i I wanted wanted to like it yeah i really wanted to
1: like it i do love maya rudolph uh when she mispronounces words and she does that a lot
0: in many different ways yeah and she really um when she has a character she's like really doing it which I like. Yeah. So there was no kind of like, um, kind of half-hearted characters. It was a real, she was kind of swinging for the fences like always, which is not surprising. But, uh, meh. okay. So yeah. then we get to the cold open. I think this was my, this might be my favorite part of the episode was the cold open. Um, so talk to me about this one.
1: Yeah. So uh, my, uh, the, her monologue or
0: yeah. Yeah. Her monologue.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so Maya comes out and I, I do like her first thinking and then being appreciative for being there and then talking about her kids, her four kids who are in the audience and she kind of gets choked up. I mean, yeah, yeah. Pretty, you, you can feel it. And then, uh, yeah, she did that something really cool where she talked about, she wanted to help the new cast members. And so she brought on the three new cast members And kind of gave them a nice, started out as like a nice pep talk, but then quickly became uh, Maya Rudolph uh, shenanigans.
0: Yeah, I liked because she is so fast and she is so smart just with her delivery. And I really like that uh, when she asked how old Andy Desmukes was in 2000 and he said five, she just like kicked him off the stage, which is great. Yeah, Yeah. Just for being 25 or 26, I guess. Um, and then, uh, I liked that the, the subtle way, cause she talked about like, oh, I'm going to talk to these people like babies and we get like a, the subtle kind of baby music that turns into, don't you forget about me as it becomes clear that she is, um, kind of telling the story of her time during SNL in the early two thousands with, as people are members of the breakfast club, which I thought was cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was very
0: cool. I love the thing that. I also the noticed. Nickname in this one is a kind of a trend throughout the episode that the cast members were clearly entertained by Maya Rudolph because like punky cannot keep it together in this sketch or uh, this no, one.
1: no, not at all. She, she kept cracking up and uh, yeah, it, it seemed like a lot of them all had this smirk on their face throughout, throughout the show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I thought this was again, like nothing amazing, but fine. Yeah, it was, she was, it was right. she was good. Like, she was the best part of it, obviously, was her monologue. But I thought that she... Um, her whole thing is just how committed she is to whatever she's doing. And you definitely saw that here. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised we didn't see her kids. Not that I, like, really cared, but it would have been nice.
1: Yeah, maybe she just doesn't like to show.
0: <laughs> I respect that, too. There's a lot of people that yeah. do that. Um, Okay, so the, the first proper sketch of the night is this thing with Beyonce. Is Hot One, is this a real thing? Yes, okay. yes. It's a real thing, and it's, it's
1: pretty big now. It, okay. it has grown to be very popular. It's on YouTube, uh, and that guy has interviewed some very famous people. Okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I was kind of happy that they made this a sketch because I was like, this of course, yeah, this guy's got probably a billion views on his YouTube.
0: Okay, because I was watching this, going like, "He's got real character." This seems like a thing that's actually real, but I did not know that. Yeah, but this yeah, one felt like it turned into one joke.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it 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 could have definitely been cut down because it was like a seven minute sketch, and it easily could have been a three minute. Because yeah, like you said, it was one joke, and like usually, how the the actual show works is he asks them questions and they kind of move up and how hot the wings are. Right. And they just, and the questions get hotter or harder, uh, more personal right. uh, as he keeps going. And so it's very entertaining, but yeah, yeah. They just skip to her eating the hottest wing. And then that was the joke. So yeah, you can't really go farther from that.
0: No. And like Keenan comes in with his um, kind of wig stylist, which was fine um and then way at the end with ego but it's like they're we're not building towards anything it didn't go into like oh we're going to see her without the wig and that's gonna be a big thing like no but they just kind of like backed off of it and then alex comes in at the very end to shut the whole thing down yeah again yeah which which is a shame because she's got a great beyonce impression and like, she's doing something very specific with that Beyonce impression of being this kind of ethereal character.
1: So, yeah.
0: Like we, she was doing that and then we lost it because then it was just like a person that was sweating. Yeah.
1: And, and it was just her trying to hold it in, which that's like a very hard character to play as someone who's trying to hold back.
0: Yeah. You know? And she was doing the best she could, but that just didn't, the, the sketch didn't go anywhere like the fir- the thing that happened immediately was the thing that was the ultimate resolution of the sketch is that she was uncomfortable yeah yeah and she said some like good kind of uh, exclamations and stuff that was entertaining i liked right at the beginning where she said i can't tell if this is beneath me but she was doing it for solange um so yeah. there's like some good things there but m- not as like a full sketch
1: yeah, not a very great sketch. And and again, yeah, doing hot ones, the, the interviewer isn't that personal like either. So it's like he's a very bland character to be playing against like a bland impression of, you know, Beyonce or a bland version of Beyonce.
0: It was kind of yeah. weird. She just didn't get to do anything once she was uncomfortable, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I wanted her to take a bite of it and then like yell surfboard. <laughs> That's what I like thought was gonna happen. I was like, "It's gonna be too hot." She's gonna start yelling her Beyonce
0: stuff, and then she never. Yeah, I don't know. Um, So after uh, this one is maybe okay. Maybe I lied. I think this might be one of my favorite things of the night. Was the uh, Baby Boomers music video in the style of like '90s Puff Daddy, uh, Biggie Smalls.
1: Yeah, this was my favorite sketch of the night.
0: Okay, so and this has like a million people. Yeah, like the whole cast. Yeah, I, I kept on typing names. So it was Chris and Mikey and Kyle and Keita and Melissa and Kate and Maya and Andy and AD and Ego. And yep. I think maybe some more. Yeah, yeah, because,
1: uh, yeah, it, it, like the whole cast was in it. And this is something that I've noticed is they've become a lot more musical lately. And I'm, I'm wondering if maybe these writers can only write songs <laughs> like because the songs are always really good yes and then the sketches are kind of like all over the place and it's like maybe they need to start only doing songs
0: <laughs> right this is the first of two rap oriented music videos in this episode yeah um, in this one I I liked uh I liked both the sentiment that they were saying is that like um I have Become increasingly resentful of baby boomers as I've gotten older for like myriad reasons, but certainly right now, where it's like you're in the way, that, and they had some nice details. are like fully retired, totally fine. They get to skip the line while also complaining about everybody, while also denying climate change and a bunch of other stuff. And like we're painting with a broad brush, but whatever, it's comedy. Yeah. So like, I liked all those kind of sentiments while also screwing over young people that like want to. Move on with their lives and be vaccinated and stuff.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're kind of holding us back. I I like the the the, the other detail that they said that they crashed the economy three times and like they've yes. all this stuff has happened and then they keep saying that our generation is the worst and their generation is the best.
0: Yeah. No, I think what was also cool is that what I liked about this one is that they they kept on passing verses, so it wasn't like one person was the feature of the song. You got like the most explicitly uh, notorious Big verse as done by Keenan, but like Chris was really good, and so was Ego. Um, even and Kate has some uh, has a lead part, so it was really cool seeing like every. Oh, and Ad had a great thing about being at restaurants. Uh, yeah, so it was really cool having all those features throughout the number.
1: Yeah, yeah, this was a very strong sketch with a good premise and and it was just yeah, it was cool to see everybody get a chance to do it.
0: Yeah, it was it was interesting cuz this was uh Kate was not around much this episode. So it wasn't until the very end where I I thought Kate just wasn't in the building. That she was just going to be in, in film stuff, but I thought this was very strong and uh whatever baby boomers can shove it. So uh then we get this this Passover sketch, and uh this felt like a long walk. Yeah. Just to get like we need to know that like uh that Doug Emhoff is Jewish, I guess, to know yeah. why she's having a Passover Seder and then having to like it's that thing in sketch comedy where you you clearly believe that the audience doesn't know the impression or the impression isn't very strong so i need to like introduce you with your full name we're doing a lot of that in this sketch just to like establish this is doug this is his quirky daughter this is you know all that kind of stuff and it just felt like a lot of work
1: it was a lot of work and then after they introduced them they
0: didn't stay in the sketch
1: it was like then they would leave and it was like why what was up with all that setup
0: for nothing right and i think that chloe could do a whole ella emhoff sketch because yeah. Ella emhoff is an interesting person uh and has had some kind of internet notoriety over the last year or so and chloe's a good impressionist so like i could see that happening because she could carry a sketch she's great but instead they just like have her come in say a couple of things and then she leaves right yeah, and and it was it was a lot of those drive-by kinds of things with with most of the characters. Uh, the, I paused it once Doug came on because I was like, "Holy crap, it's Martin Short." Yeah, but then I was like, "Is Doug that old? Is there that big of an age difference? Why is Martin Short playing Doug?" And I looked, and no, like Doug's in his fifties, like Kamala, and yeah. Martin Short's in his early seventies. I just don't know why, like. I don't know what the was just Steve Martin. I'm sorry, not Steve Martin. Martin Short, just like in town. Probably I wanted mean him to be and, on the show?
1: Him and Maya had a sketch show for two or three seasons together.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: they had a sketch show called Maya and Short or Martin, they had a sketch show together.
0: So okay. I was like, Okay. I think that's why they brought him on. Well, that makes way more sense than anything that I could have imagined. Okay, at least they have some kind of uh, previous relationship that they were kind of working on.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, uh, they had a sketch show called uh, Maya and Marty in 2016.
0: Okay, well that at least makes sense because they're, they're, uh, um, their chemistry was really good like they were yeah. I liked the whole thing that they were doing in the sketch that they were just like really uh passionately in love with each other so I was into all that uh but I all the rest of the stuff is just like let's do a joke with uh, about Raphael Warnock let's do uh, a joke about Major Biden can we just leave the three year old dog alone just leave the dog alone the dog no. body leave it alone <laughs>
1: well it- It seemed like like especially for this sketch, and they do it with Via Senor too. They have like a quota of things that they need to get done, and they're like, "We got to make a Ted Cruz joke. We got to make this joke," and then they're like, "Here's a great premise of uh, of Kamala and Doug doing you know the Jewish holiday," but then they're like, "Oh, and we can fit all this other stuff that we have also in this."
0: Yeah, like like it
1: would have been a great sketch if it was just the family.
0: I, I agree. I think that if they framed it around like Doug and Ella and maybe have Biden come by, it would yeah. have been fine. But trying to bring in 80, like, I love 80s Ted Cruz. She can continue to do that as long as she wants. But I feel like he, we just like made fun of his hair. And then he blamed hitting Doug's car on his daughters. Yeah. Um, and then way at the end, uh, Cecily is Marjorie Taylor Greene Who I like her, her Marjorie Taylor Greene impression Like I'm into that, keep doing it But yeah. it's like There's a better avenue for this character Than let's just put all these political impressions Right at the beginning And like maybe I would have felt different if this was the cold open Because that seems yeah. to be like the, the timely spot Right Yeah. Now. Passover is uh, the on Sunday So let's do the Passover sketch At the top uh, but they didn't do that.
1: No, yeah, they they threw it all in there, and and yeah, it just was so much. It was too much, and then it was not enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I agree with you. I think maybe they do less political uh, impressions, and it, it works out better. Uh, this next one is uh, it's such a weird way of framing this um, NFT uh, music video as Janet Yellen speaking to a high school classroom which I thought was like really surreal and fabulous. Yeah. This uh, this sounds great and this is
1: a sketch that's definitely Pete and Chris written all over it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I li- I like them as a duo. I'd be interested to see who wrote the the prior music video and Maybe it was also Chris and, and company, but this one, like you said, this is really like the the Pete and, and Chris machine. And I thought it was great. It's also like, uh, what a, I guess they like writing Pete to do Eminem impressions because this is the second one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's becoming the weird Al
0: Yankovich of <laughs> he's just doing Eminem parodies yeah, of <laughs> Eminem parodies. Cause they did the um, Stan one about the, the PlayStation five being unavailable in the fall and so now they have this one about non-fungible tokens did you know had you heard about nfts before this music video
1: i have heard of them i have tried to understand them and i still don't get them
0: no it really (laughs) is exemplifying that money is pretend Um, yeah but i like uh janet yellen Uh, just she's just like i think she's from boston so she's just like this a uh, woman who runs the Treasury Department who sounds like one of my aunts, which I kind of love. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like super into her, just like as an entity, which I really like. Oh, I get, I'm sorry. She's from Brooklyn, but she still sounds like one of my aunts. Um, <laughs> so she, I like her as a character. It's good to see Kate doing something. And then it's just this like music video in which they like attempt to explain what non fungible tokens are
1: yeah yeah the tune of
0: without me from Eminem.
1: yeah and they it looks just like the music video as well uh i love the line that chris red had where he was like are you morpheus and he was like no but i do have some pills
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like chris did a good job uh with his verse and obviously pete is great um i until jack harlow appeared in this video I could not have told you what kind of music he performed, but I definitely would not have said rap. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, later, in the musical guest, when he, like, performed, and they had, um, he sang that song, What's Poppin." It? it's like, oh, I know that from TikTok. I did You're not know right. that, that that was a Jack Harlow song. I did not know him.
1: Yeah, I think that's how it got famous, was TikTok, was because it blew up last year, 2020, so...
0: Yeah, I I've seen so many TikToks with that the, the what's poppin' sound. That is yeah. what I associated them with, not anything else. Um but yeah, so I I like this one. Both music like you said, both musical music videos were really strong this week. Um and then Jack Harlow performed twice. He performed some songs. One of them I know from TikTok. The second one had Adam Levine. Yeah. In a very big jacket.
1: Yeah. Uh it- I thought it was very, very cool. It it sounded like rock, rock kind of, which I I thought
0: was kind of cool.
1: The What's Poppin'
0: version. Yeah, I love it when um, hip-hop acts specifically bring a band. Because it's Mm -hmm. so easy um, to, if you're a hip-hop act, to just have like your DJ and like maybe a little support. But having everything played live, having a guitar player and a bass player and a keys player and a drummer and backup singers, I think it really made for a more engaging performance. So, like, he was good. I'm not sure I'm, like, going to subscribe to uh, the Jack Harlow show or anything, but, like, it's good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's kind of new to the scene. He's, uh, I think he, like, just came on last
0: year, so. Dude's 23. Yeah. So. I will excuse myself for not knowing him, but yeah. <laughs> I knew that yeah. one part of that one song. That's like the, that's the thing with like TikTok sounds. It's like, I don't know your whole song. I know like a minute of it. Yeah, I know the Unless. 15 seconds and yeah. I know the dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So update, I normally write a ton and I didn't. So uh, update was update. Uh, they talked about Biden's first um, press conference, they need to find a better angle than Joe is old.
1: Yeah, I think it's just tough, you know, because he doesn't really do much. <laughs> and like, right. he's, like we had Trump who was news every single day and now we've got Biden who's, you know, there's not yeah. much.
0: <laughs> I just think that, like, uh, talking about his dentures is lazy when it comes to yeah. him talking. Um, and then... Uh, they they talked a little bit about him tripping on the stairs. They talked a little bit about him um, having like cheat sheets and stuff. I, I liked the runner of like, well, at least it's better than what was on Trump's cheat sheets. Right. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Those actual things. Um, I also really liked Chase line uh, that apparently Trump was somewhere this week in which he said that the protesters on January 6th were like hugging and kissing the police and Jay had a great line about, uh, well, that's not surprising coming from Trump because he can't tell the difference between kissing and assault.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a great stinger.
0: yeah. so Jay had a Jay had a good night. Um, and then, oh, and I also really liked the line uh, that talking about the filibuster, which is getting a lot of news right now, the I was watching um Amber Ruffin show, which I love. I was watching Amber the Amber Ruffin Show last night and talking about how she did like a whole segment. She's got basically like, uh, Seth Meyers has like his closer look thing. Like her version of that is how did we get here? And she did a whole thing about the filibuster and specifically talking about it, uh, as a way of, uh, stymieing civil rights legislation. And then, so here they're talking about that, uh, the filibuster is a relic of the Jim Crow era. Um, and saying that these senators are relics of the Jim Crow era, including McConnell and other people yeah yeah
1: there's a great line too i think uh, another picture one i love when when they do it where they're like here's mcconnell watching Uh, i think it's like the vet put down his dog
0: or something yeah his son's dog oh his son's dog yeah right right um yeah and then we had two correspondents this week the first one was sydney powell played by cecily she is just so good at people that are nuts Dude, this was
1: hilarious. This was so funny. And she nailed the impression.
0: Yeah. Just the idea that her grandfather was a turkey. So she speaks like a turkey a few different times.
1: It was great. Yeah. It was great. It's Cecily at her best.
0: Yeah. But this has, you know, her brand, I feel like, is this. And I really liked, you know, she, like, you know, Sydney Powell is not that different than Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is not that different than um, that one kind of uh, chain-smoking lady. Um, So that does all the malapropism. So I I really like this part of her brand where she's just this kind of, she's very good at uh, people that are loopy. And I like her applying that to these uh, real life figures like Sidney Powell. And I think it was really an effective um, presentation or uh, sketch, and I liked that basically the end punchline was how could you take me seriously which is right. like I mean, sydney's pal's actual like um legal strategy yeah
1: yeah is i'm insane uh i think do you get this feeling that maybe cecily Cecily seems like she's a not a part of the cast but like she seems like she's like all of her stuff is so like removed from other sketches like it's it's just her whenever it's Whenever she's on screen, it's just her. Like she doesn't have like a partner like Beck and and uh and Kyle or AD and Kate. You know, it's just like all it's just Cecily, if it's ever Cecily.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that she has a you know, has a a whole bunch of correspondent pieces. Mm-hmm. correspondent characters. And then yeah, you know, this season's strange because she didn't start. The season around, she kind of was doing things remotely for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It doesn't feel like she has a if she has a writing partner, it is not a performer that she performs with.
1: Yeah, yeah, I noticed that in this in this episode. I was like, man, she really does things like on her own. She's like in her own league.
0: Yeah, which and she's great, but she doesn't have. Even thinking about Maya, who is so connected to Rachel and Tina and Amy through her time that um, yeah, Cecily's just kind of like doing her own thing. Yeah. Uh, So after her, we had a few different jokes in the middle but one of the ones I like the best is they had the joke about Sesame Street adding some African-American Muppets to the cast uh, to talk about racism. And then they showed just an image of a bunch of Muppets so like yeah. big bird, I mean Sesame Street Muppets, it's so like Big Bird and Grover and Elmo whatever, all different colors that are apparently not black. Yeah,
1: they're they're
0: all white people. <laughs> yeah. Which I think which is a great detail, right? So it's like the we live in a country where white is the default. So you can be literally any color of the rainbow and we're just going to assume that you're not a minority, but then like it, we have to make this this is this explicitly like the black one. Yeah. Because the yeah. blue one isn't is clearly is white. It's clearly white. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. So I, I thought that was great. And then I really liked uh Bowen Yang's correspondent piece.
1: Yeah, I, I I I thought it was gonna be very serious and they came out and it was a great, you know, bit, just very specific uh <laughs> Asian needs, like we want a Panera in our neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, But then at the end, when he got serious, uh, I love that. Yeah, it was very powerful.
0: Yeah, well, what I liked about it is that he was making these kind of silly demands that seemed kind of flippant. And he's like, I don't know what to ask of you if you think punching and grandma is okay. So like, clearly, you just hate, so I'm just going to say what's going to be good for me. And then I really liked the... um, the mandarin thing at the end that he said that basically it translates to fuel up so like can fuel up do more let's go and i really yes. like that a lot
1: yeah yeah because that, that, so many people are just again like what he said is donating cool you can donate but do more and i don't know what that is but figure it out
0: <laughs> yeah i really like that uh a lot and there's been obviously in the last week there's been a bunch of kind of Asian folks in comedy that have had to do this. Um, one of Seth Meyers' writers basically did the same thing, where it's like doing a, a heartfelt uh, message. So just, you know, it all sucks. But yeah. I thought his, where he started kind of silly, but really landed it uh, at the end. And I also like kind of the, a couple of the asides, like uh, right at the beginning, where he was described by Colin as Asian cast member Bowen and Yang. And then he kind of looks down at the, like the Chiron going like, this is what you think of me. He's like, that's what you, you told me to say. Like, yeah, it was a trap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then also talking about the, the scrapped 20 minute gay Passover bunny sketch that it just like was too smart. Yeah. For, for too smart, <laughs> I like him a lot, but he also needs to get more to do because he wasn't in this episode hardly at all. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He, he needs to shine more. Oh, he! but he. what's amazing is that when he, kind of like Cecily, when he was doing that correspondent piece, he just like owns it. He's so mm-hmm. confident, and he's so good. And he, the sketches that he's in, when he gets something to do, he is great. Yeah. So, like, I just don't know what the deal is. He just needs to be in everything, because he's so good whenever he's there. Yeah. He's got that good, like, Keenan, you give him three lines, but they're great yeah, he's, got he's that gonna kind of own
1: energy. Him. Yeah, yeah. It's it, and we'll probably get a lot more of them uh, The more that I think these other cast members start leaving. You
0: yeah, know? yeah. I think there's a, enough of a new set of cast members that, like, I will be very sad when Ad and Kate and Keenan uh all go and Cecily when they all leave, which is like inevitable mm-hmm. and soon.
1: Um, yeah,
0: but I think that. People like Bowen are going to really kind of carry the. Yeah, you know, so they just need Chloe. an opportunity to do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this next sketch after update is uh, Keenan and Maya as rival choreographers, and I really didn't say much in my notes other than like the the cast were just having fun watching those two actors together.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the fun things is watching other people have fun. Uh, you could just tell it was a I think it was just a try to make the other one break war yes. between the two. And it was entertaining to watch. Yeah, there weren't many like funny lines, but it was it was entertaining to watch and I could have watched it, you know, all day.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is Beck and Keenan and Chris and Lauren and Maya and Chloe and Andy. So uh, Chloe, Andy, and Chris are all Broadway dancers and then Beck and Lauren. Are running this rehearsal, and they accidentally hire two rival choreographers, Keenan and and Maya. And that we learn that they have a a past together, and they're in love, and and that, and they keep on having uh, private meetings by objects that they strangely describe, like uh, the uh, water uh, a water fountain thing is a, a water cooler yeah, is bottle. a giant water bottle, and then uh, the chalkboard. Is like the blacked out window. Yeah. And then the poster of Annie is John Benet Ramsey. So, (laughs) but just their performance together is like, God, they're so good together. They're so fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I wanted to see more of them two together.
0: Yeah. Well, just they're both so good at being in character. They're so committed to whatever nonsense they're doing. So, having those two kind of energies together were great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This next one was the Barfly Awards. This was another one where there's just like a million people on stage. So I only wrote down like the primary people, but there was a lot of cast members around. So uh, Cecily hosted. Cecily was great. I loved the specific blocking detail where when she exited the (laughs) stage, she exited straight to camera. Yeah. um, There's basically everybody doing their best drunk impression. Yeah, uh, where they were giving these awards, and uh, Maya won all of them as this like strangely high pitched voice. It seemed like a grandma. Yeah. In like a mo- it, like a house dress.
1: It was a very bizarre sketch. It, th- again, this one is—it's hard to exaggerate it or or to you know to keep building on it because it's just drunk people. It's kind of like a
0: one hit joke. <laughs> I agree, and I think the thing that. Uh, weakened it. They because it was a, a an award show, but they wanted to highlight Maya. They had to keep having Maya win the awards. Right. So when she was nominated for the second set of awards, you knew she was going to win. Yeah. And she didn't like do anything different with the acceptance speech. And she, I like that the end that the weirdest hookup. Was her and this in various partners, which included yeah. uh Kate as a woman that was surprisingly 41. Um, but this was like the only live Kate we saw the entire night, which is weird.
1: Yeah, that is weird. I wonder if she's starting to take a back seat or maybe she got there late.
0: I don't know. I, I presume that she just like was not available. I just yeah. can't imagine a, a, an episode where they're like, oh, let's not write to Kate.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is
0: interesting.
1: I didn't even realize that till you pointed it out.
0: Yeah, she was in the two film sketches, the yeah. two music videos and this and that is it. Yeah. Which is unusual for that is weird. for Kate. Uh but yeah, I just I, I mean, I, I thought like everything else. Maya was very good. The rest of the the other it's no it's not like the actor's fault necessarily. No, it's a writer. It, it, yeah. it's a writing thing. So uh, the last thing we see is the The Shining parody. And I liked a lot about this. The only thing I wished was that they didn't give up the game in the title card. Mm. So like the saying, it's the Maya-ing a film by Stanley Kubrick. We kind of knew what they were. if, If you're familiar with The Shining, you knew what was going to happen. Yeah. I wish that they just didn't do that. So you let the audience discover that we're doing a shining parody with like increasing kind of sharpness.
1: Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you would, it would be, that's kind of the twist is then you realize that we're in the.
0: Yeah. Like kind of, kind of like going all the way back to the monologue where like you, we kind of learn that she's doing the Breakfast Club and the music turns into, don't you forget about me? That if it started with like, her talking to Andy as the page, and then looking at the photos um, of her and her her castmates, and then um, seeing Kevin Spacey and like kind of shaking her head. And that then, was
1: hilarious. As
0: soon as you see the bar, if you're familiar with The Shining, you know what we're doing. Yeah. Um, but like, giving it away, you know, half a minute beforehand, I just don't think like helped the sketch any at all. Um, yeah but I really like the the details and have have you seen the shining? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah I saw it for like the first time as an adult a couple of Halloweens ago. so it's like fresher in my mind than I think it would have been. but it was great and I like that they used this as a way to bring in a couple of of ringers um, for for the sketch. So they had Alex as the the bartender and then, mm-hmm. They had Tina as, like, the first female writer that had, like, coke under her nose. Yeah. Uh, And we find out that she died of perm cancer.
1: (laughs) Which is worth it.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then they brought in Keenan as, like, the character from The Shining that talks about... The
1: The Shining. Shining. Yeah.
0: Uh, And then... I like that they let the tub be visible for a while before you realize that they're going to go to it. Cause that's like another iconic part of the shining, but just having it yeah. be there, I thought was cool. And then we realized as uh, Rachel Dratch. Just because, because her water's of,
1: up. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: and then they actually, I was pretty impressed with the visual effect shot of the, of the, um, I guess the red wine coming from the elevator.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It looked just like the movie.
0: Yeah, like it felt like pretty expensive. Like good job. Some yeah. they have some they hired that out or whoever did it, like it made it look pretty good. Uh and then they also used um Kristen Wiggs Gilly as the twins stand-in. Uh yeah. I was surprised that they did not include Amy because it felt like they included all the rest of her pals, at least her lady pals. Yeah. So I was surprised by that. Maybe she just wasn't available or something. I would presume. Yeah. Um but yeah, I like I really liked it. I liked the idea of it both being a a fun parody of the shining and also her kind of love letter to being a cast member on Saturday Night Live, which I really do appreciate. Um, I liked that you know the 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 shining movie ends with Jack Nicholson's character in like the old timey New Year's Eve photo oh, and then they put her in uh, the original cast photo, which I thought was a cool detail.
1: yeah, yeah it was it was a very good sketch uh i loved all the cameos i you love seeing all the old people come back
0: always yeah Yeah, and and it was cool because she was talking about those folks in the cold open yeah at least rachel Dratch. it was cool to have her come back and i think i've said it a couple of times clearly everybody likes her like clearly people like rachel Dratch, and so she People that work with her like to continue to work with her, which I think is lovely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there were so many cameos in this episode. You had Martin Short, then you had Kristen Wig, uh, Tina fey Rachel Dratch, and then on top of that, you had Adam Levine
0: <laughs> showing yeah.
1: up. I mean, five cameos in one episode. That's that's a lot.
0: And what I liked about it is that it didn't feel um like they were taking time from other Actors. Mm-hmm. Which I like. Because um, I think that there's been some episodes where it's like, oh, a former cast member comes back and they brought five of their friends. And I think that this yeah. was cool that she didn't do any recurring characters. My didn't. Yeah. Uh, and they, like, put all the cameos, like, in one thing. Aside from Martin yeah. Short, which, you know, I guess one of the other guys could have played Doug, but it was fine. It was fun that they they let him do that one thing. Um, yeah cuz they clearly have that existing chemistry um that's going to it the last thing the thing that they said in the goodnights which I really did appreciate when she was thanking everybody is that she said it was so good to be together as humans laughing and I really did appreciate that
1: yeah yeah you could tell that i mean it, seeing the band in the opening shot without the the glass or the plastic uh uh things in front of them was i the guards yeah, they weren't there. And I was oh,
0: like, oh, well, we're right. starting to lose
1: it. Yeah, Yeah, because
0: they were they were wearing masks, but I guess yeah. they, didn't, they didn't have the, the placing glass. That's good to know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're slowly getting back to normal. I didn't pick up on that. Um, so what was your favorite sketch of the night?
1: My favorite one was the Baby Boomers one. That one yeah. has to be my favorite. It just was, I think, the best.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, I like to have us say different things but in, for lack of lack of choices for sure I, I think I'm going to go with uh, the, the Baby Boomers sketch yeah yeah that that was pretty much the only option that we had <laughs> yeah and well and it, use, it used a bunch of the cast the music was actually good I really liked the idea that they were emulating um, kind of early, like mid 90s rap yeah I, yeah I it was a great one the
1: What's...
0: whole P. Diddy Uh, biggie phase.
1: Yeah. They did a great job. What's uh what's your what's who's your favorite not ready for prime time?
0: It was interesting because not like my default of Kate was unavailable, really. Uh so I I think I'm gonna go with uh Cecily because Cecily was in she had a correspondence sketch as um what's her name? Uh the lawyer Sydney Powell. Yeah, thank you, Sydney Powell. And then she was in, hosted the barfly uh, sketch. So I, she's. I think she's my favorite this week.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was. I'm gonna pick. I, it was between her and Keenan for me. So I'm gonna go with Keenan, just because. Yeah, he was solid in that in that uh, baby boomer sketch, and he was solid in the one with Maya too. He's yeah. always
0: solid. Yeah, Keenan's. Uh, always great. So are you, uh, buying tickets to, uh, what's his name?
1: Jack Harlow. Jack
0: Harlow. <laughs>
1: uh, I think I will. I'm starting to like the kid. I think he's, he's got a bright future in front of him I like what he's doing. Uh, he seems like he's, he's, uh, he's got a good career for him.
0: What about yeah, you? I'll give him a shot, but I'm meh. Yeah. I, uh, like, it's not like I don't like hip hop and he seems very confident, but I don't know. I'll get, I, I will give him yeah. the old Spotify try. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Happens. He's kind of new. So,
0: yeah. And then, I, you know, I do, I do appreciate him being in the, the music video. So, like, I'll give him credit for that.
1: Yeah. And having a live band with him.
0: I like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yes. I do like that as well. So, I, I'll, I'll give him a shot, but. I don't know. Nah. And then uh, my Rudolph, I will watch Definitely. just about anything she makes. Yeah, yeah. She can't do no wrong. And she really can't. And like, I just love her so much. Like, there's been a lot, a lot of stuff that she's been in. Obviously, she's uh, great in Bridesmaids. She's great on SNL. But I like really love her character from The Good Place. Like, she is so, so good. I, I
1: still have not, I've still not seen that. So I have
0: got to get on that. You really do. It is. She's just so good. Um, and I guess uh, it's, um, I'm looking, it looks like she, yeah. Cause she was nominated for uh, two Emmys for playing her character on the good place. Oh, okay. Wow. So like, which I agree with, she's fabulous. Um, and so next week, we have uh, Daniel Kaluuya, who I am desperate to see what that guy does for comedy. Yeah. Like, he I hope he's great.
1: I bet he will be. You know, he got to work with uh, with Jordan Peele for that uh, Get Out movie. I'm sure that he's he's got some kind of chops up to him.
0: Well, he's just like a great actor. So I'm like hoping yeah. that he does that thing where he just can kind of translate to being good at everything. Yeah. But I just have no I' have no uh, frame of reference for him being funny
1: yeah Nothing. he hasn't been been in anything comedic so it'll be interesting
0: yeah maybe I guess you know maybe in his kind of British film and television period before he crossed over um but like what I know him as is the guy from get out yeah and the guy from uh from Black Panther yeah. And then Judas and the Black Messiah. Not a lot of yucks in any of those things.
1: Yeah, not a lot. Except except War Get Out was directed by Jordan Peele.
0: <laughs> right. So yeah, so like maybe some of that rubbed off on him. Maybe they'll uh, do something related to to that because that, that's what most people know him for, right? It's like that. And yeah. um, oh man, if he would be a really good Black Jeopardy. That'd be oh yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun with his Judas and the Black Messiah character. Yeah, with him as Fred Hampton. Um, so, so him, and then the musical guest is Saint Vincent, who I was recently listening to on Spotify, and I don't fully understand, but I I like her.
1: I I don't know much about her, so I'll have to check her
0: out. Yeah, she's just like a. She's been, I think, been on SNL before. She's just kind of like a. Oh. Kind of rock-oriented singer-songwriter. What was cool about her is that uh, recently, I don't know, last couple of years, they did this cool Nirvana tribute where they had the surviving members of the band, so Dave mm-hmm. and Pat Smear and Krist Novoselic and stuff, and then they had like this like rotating, like lead singer thing, um, oh, and cool. she was one of the people that performed with oh, Nirvana. Okay. So she's got like. Kind of cred within other musicians, but I'm not sure. But I like what I've listened to her music is okay. Like so, I guess that was oh man, it's longer ago than I thought. Um, so this is from six years ago. That she okay. uh, they when they were doing her um, her the the rock and roll induction ceremony, they had her uh, sing "Lithium." Okay, so one of the you know big of yeah. songs. So yeah, yeah. So I think that'll be a good week. I'm uh, a good episode. I'm ex- I, I am interested to see what Daniel Kaluuya does. I think St. Vincent will continue to be great. Yeah. So uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Saturday Night Rewind. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe because that helps other people find us. You can find Randall at this. Uh, I'm sorry. You can find Randall at Fresh Cut Randall in yeah. a bunch of different places, including. Uh TikTok, which is where he is doing his challenge to get real strong, real fast.
1: Yeah, getting
0: shredded. Uh, you can't see what I can see, but man, it's working. And then you can see me at Mr. B Paradise on Instagram and Twitter and other places as well. You can email us at snrewindpod at gmail.com and you can find us on Twitter at snrewind. Rewind. So please make sure you check us out there and we're having a good time. So tell your friends so they can join in on the fun.
1: Yeah, we'll see you next week.
0: Yeah, have a good week, Randall.
1: See you later.